Good afternoon. Well, I'm glad you've joined me for a walk this afternoon, but you're going to be sitting in a chair. <laughs> Sit in that chair on my right where Dale usually sits. I, I have to warn you about that chair, though. If you sit in that chair, you may find that you have difficulty getting out of that chair. So if you need a hand when you're ready to get out of that chair, I'll, I'll come over and stretch my hand out and help get you out of there. Isn't that something? Why, I remember when I was younger, there was never a chair I couldn't easily get out of. But oh, now, my goodness, if I go to sit down in a chair, I have to be very, very careful. I have to make sure, make sure that I'm going to have some way of pressing my arms to the side on the arms of that chair or on the front edge of the seat so that I can push myself up. Isn't that awful? I remember jumping up on the back of a truck and sitting sideways just just like that. Oh, and I think some days of the, when I had my sawmill at my dad's farm and I would roll logs, eight foot long, 10 foot long, up a ramp onto that truck to bring to my sawmill. Oh, times have changed. If you want to find me now, most of the time you find me in my study. My study is beautiful. We added the study to the house that we purchased when we retired to New Hampshire. And I was able to do quite a bit of carpentry on it. And I had a wonderful construction person that was able to design things and plan them out so that I have nice paneling all around the room that I made. And he had measured out and installed it for me. Then later I made some shutters for the windows I stained all of the boards on the ceiling before they were put up because you know that they're going to open up from between board to board and when that happens, you have a white line if you haven't stained it before. The tongue will show on that board and after a while, that doesn't look very nice. So I'm proud of my study. But oh my goodness, I could not do that same work now. You notice that thin green hose that I have? Goes right up to my nose. <laughs> Makes me feel sometimes like I'm a robot and that someone else is controlling me. But it's necessary now for me to be able to breathe easily. And it's kind of hard getting to plan my walks because sometimes I just don't feel very well. But I remember I remember that there is a wonderful, loving God. I think often of my faith, and I love to listen to hymns. I think it's so sad today that so many of the old-fashioned hymns aren't sung anymore, and some of them aren't sung because they don't seem quite appropriate. Why, we used to sing the song, Stand up, stand up for Jesus, ye soldiers of the cross. Well, that doesn't seem right now, but you know it really meant we stand against evil, that we as Christians were at war with evil, and we were on the side of goodness and kindness, and onward Christian soldiers. Well, there's another old-fashioned hymn, 
that we used to just love to sing. It was like a botching song. And when you sang it, you thought, Christianity is trying to bring peace and love and caring to the world and how much it needs that faith now. We read, we hear on the news day after day of all of the places that are our enemies now or are at war with each other. Our world seems torn apart, both the whole world outside of us, but also even our nation. But I'm not going to go there. I'm not going to go there where there's so much turmoil and tension. But I do want to speak about the 4th of July. Growing up, the 4th of July was such a grand holiday. There were parades and talking with Dale this morning. She was telling me how she used to decorate her bicycle. And I remember how on certain holidays that that's exactly what happened. Memorial Day, the 4th of July. Oh, really? And sometimes May 1st on May Day. It was a wonderful time for children, learning all of the stories of our country and being proud of the red, white, and the blue that they put on their bicycles or on a baby carriage. That's right. They even, they even decorated baby carriages back then. When I was a boy, and it was the 4th of July one year, I got in big trouble with my mother. Oh, did my mother get upset with me. I had saved some money. I think it was only $2.50, which today seems like just an awful, awful sum of money. But probably today that would be $25 at least. And I took it out of a box that she had in her closet for me. It was my savings. And I went down to the local store and purchased fireworks. Fireworks. That's right. Fireworks were not controlled. And you could go to the store and buy fireworks. And I took that $2.50 and bought some fireworks and came home. When my mother learned what I had done, I was in big trouble. Oh, you just didn't do that kind of thing. But on the 4th of July with my friends, we had a ball. We had put a firecracker underneath a tin can and watch it go high into the sky, would put them in the hole of a, of a telephone pole, watch things puff out. And poor ants, I think ants must have dreaded the holiday of the 4th of July more, more than any other living creature. My dog doesn't like the 4th of July. Molly does not like thunder. And she does not like fireworks. And so I'm really glad that you can't buy fireworks like I used to be able to buy as a boy. And we were really fortunate that we never lost a finger or part of a hand because fireworks were really uncontrolled. 
my dad would go into Boston and we children, some of us would ride in with him and my dad would bring home some fireworks and would light them off on the front lawn on the night of the 4th of July. But I'm glad it's changed. It's so sensible now that you can't buy those fireworks and take that chance of hurting yourself or hurting other people. And the 4th of July itself, it's been such a wonderful time in my family. We used to gather at my sister's home and all of the family would be there. They had a swimming pool and we'd go and we would swim and we'd have hot dogs and hamburgers. And families used to gather on the 4th of July. I hope, I hope they still do. It's just a time for family and for gratefulness to God that we were born in this wonderful nation. Yes, in spite of all you hear about our nation, it is the most wonderful nation in the world and people clamor to get in here. We know that. Why would so many people want to come here if we were not a great, loving, and a kind country. I'm very proud of our land. And growing up at the time of the Second World War, we were such a wonderful land of unity, and we had such strong and such great people, and we had a common cause. We weren't divided by parties. We, would, we were gathered together to seek to destroy a terrible enemy. The 4th of July, it's a fun time. I hope you're going to have a picnic. I hope your family's going to gather together. Oh, one of my favorite stories about the 4th of July, I have to tell you. It was told to me by a funeral director when I lived in Attleboro, Massachusetts. And he was telling how the family had gathered at a farm and his whole family was there. The women had cooked wonderful food. They set the table out under a great tree there in the front of the house where he, where some one of the family had, had lived. And they were all gathered together in a short time to have the meal, but not quite yet. The ladies were still setting the table and putting food on the table. Oh, I'm sure there was everything there. I'm sure there was that potato salad. I'm sure they were ready with hot dogs and hamburgers, probably some pasta salad. I'm sure there was different fruits. There had to be watermelon, of course. Well, just as they were about to sit down, one of the uncles in the family leaned out a window in the house upstairs and he said, happy 4th of July. And he shot off a shotgun. <laughs> and he shot a limb right off the tree. And guess where the limb landed? Right on top of the table where all the food was so proudly displayed. Now that's a story you would not hear today. I guess it's a good thing we don't go back to those old farm days. I. I can tell you a lot of stories about my father and his brothers and sisters. Things back on the farm were a little different than today. But the love was there. Back then, a wonderful love of family gathered together. A love of neighbors to include at a 4th of July picnic. 
a wonderful group of people that you might have worked with, that you invited to the 4th of July, to the picnic with grandchildren and great-grandchildren. Everyone gathered together, thanking God for being born in the United States of America, proud of their nation, proud of their lives, and so happy that they were born in this land of freedom. This pastor's that happy too. Oh, how grateful I am for my mom and my dad and for being able to live in the land we call America, the United States. Thank you, God, for bringing me here. And thank you, God, for blessing us. Help us to not forget you as we go forward in the centuries to come. That it was you, God, that guided us to make this country great. And now to all of you, may you have a very wonderful 4th of July. I hope you're going to have a picnic with family. And no, I don't want to hear that there's any of those illegal fireworks at your party. <clears throat> if you want fireworks, go somewhere where they have them. And it's those who know about fireworks who safely set them off. God bless you. I hope to walk with you again very soon. So until the, we meet again, may the Lord watch between me and thee while we're absent one from the other. Amen.